Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us for the Advocacy in Pharmacy podcast. This podcast hosted by ASHP Government Relations Division provides an update on what ASHP is currently involved with on the Hill, at the state level, upcoming advocacy opportunities, PAC fundraisers, and strategies to increase member involvement with their representatives. My name is Nick Gentile. I'm the director of the Political Action Committee and Grassroots Engagement, and I will be your host today for the ASHP Advocacy and Pharmacy podcast. With me today is Tom Kraus, VP of Government Relations for ASHP. Thanks for joining us today, Tom. Let's get started talking about today's topic, the introduction of the Equitable Community Access to Pharmacist Services Act, or HR 7213. Can you give us a brief summary of the legislation that has just been introduced? Yeah, thanks, Nick. The Equitable Community Access to Pharmacist Services Act is a version of provider status legislation specifically focused on making sure that Pharmacists can be reimbursed for services like providing point-of-care testing and vaccinations and treatments related to COVID, influenza, RSV. And it's intended to be responsive to the pandemic and prepare us for pandemic response going forward, future pandemics. So for example, it also tries to anticipate making sure that pharmacists can be reimbursed for services authorized by the PrEP Act in the future. And as listeners may recall, the PrEP Act is the mechanism that the federal government used to authorize pharmacists to provide some of these services like COVID testing and some COVID treatments. So why are we pursuing this narrow approach to provider status, Tom? Yeah, this version is narrower than the broad provider status that we have supported in the past. And we'll come back to that legislation and status. The reason that we're focusing on this narrower version focused on pandemic responses, there is an opportunity now to make provider status part of the conversation as Congress is considering how to prepare for future pandemics. And that's why this is important. And we want to make sure that the proposals that we are taking to Congress are tailored to meet you know, the challenges that they are focused on right now. And so that does not mean that this is the end of our effort around provider status. It doesn't mean that we're going to narrow our goals. What it means is there's a specific opportunity around pandemic preparedness, and we want to make sure that at least the components of provider status that relate to pandemic preparedness are part of that conversation. I understand that the AMA has expressed concerns that this bill would expand pharmacist scope of practice. Is that correct? No, that is not correct. And it's unfortunate that AMA has said that. No, this bill does not expand pharmacist scope of practice. What it does is make sure that when pharmacists are licensed to provide certain services, including vaccination, testing and some treatments, it makes sure that Medicare beneficiaries can access those services. So it's not doing anything that would expand the scope of services that pharmacists can provide, right? They're already licensed to provide these services under state law and through the PREP Act. So that's not actually in question for these services. What is 
in question right now and is not captured in federal law is whether Medicare beneficiaries can access those services and pharmacists can get reimbursed by the Medicare program for providing those services to Medicare beneficiaries. So it's really, this is about making sure Medicare beneficiaries can access the services that other patients in the state can already access from their pharmacist. So how does this bill tie into our efforts with the Pharmacy and Medically Underserved Areas Enhancement Act bills that were introduced last year? Yeah, it's a good question. And as I mentioned before, this is narrower than those water bills that we have historically supported. As mentioned, we've you know narrowed the scope of this to fit into the current conversation about pandemic preparedness. But absolutely, our long-term goal is full provider status for all services that pharmacists are licensed to provide. That was the intent of the original provider status bill, the Pharmacy and Medically Underserved Areas Enhancement Act. We continue to support that effort. We just need to recognize that that is going to be a longer term effort. That bill probably is not going to fit into some of these pandemic response efforts, whereas the Equitable Community Access Bill, which is specifically focused on pandemic response, you know, that has a better chance of getting incorporated into these pandemic preparedness efforts that Congress is focused on. So the broader provider status effort continues to be our long-term goal. We just want to make sure that we're tailing our conversation to where Congress is focused right now. Can you briefly describe the Future of Pharmacy Care Coalition supporting this bill? Yeah, the Future of Pharmacy Care Coalition is a group of organizations that have come together to say it is important that patients be able to access care from their pharmacist, including these services that we've talked about, the things like testing and treatment for COVID-19 and other infectious diseases. This is a coalition that is made up of pharmacy organizations, including ASHP. It is also includes patient groups, rural health groups. It's a broad set of stakeholders all focused on how do we make sure that patients can access care. And if the pharmacist is the most accessible provider for them, let's make sure they can access care directly from their pharmacist. So Tom, for the million dollar question, what can ASHP members do to help this effort? The most important thing that members can do is talk about this legislation, make sure that their colleagues are aware of it. You can ask your own organization to support the legislation. They can send members of Congress letters of support or join other letters of support from the coalition that we just mentioned. Members can also individually send letters to their members of Congress by going through the ASHP Advocacy Center, and we can provide a link to that in the notes to this podcast. That's all the time we have today. I want to thank Tom Krause for joining us today to discuss the introduction of the Equitable Community Access to Pharmacist Services Act. Be sure that your voice is heard. Visit ashp.org to learn more about key issues, grassroots efforts, and ways that you can get involved in ASHP's advocacy efforts. Thanks. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.